as we enter into a new era of leadership, empowerment, and influence. In this season two of Transcend with M, we want to highlight the power that lies underneath us, underneath you. On this new season, we will showcase true stories about women who one way or another are exercising influence by tapping on their strength and their own story. I hope, just like me, that you let all these women and their stories empower you today and shape your tomorrow just like they have helped me. So welcome to season two of Transcend with M. Know her story. Welcome to another episode of Transcend with M. On this week's episode, we will be exploring how passion plays a main driver on your daily decisions and how passion ignites recognition and purpose on everything you do. Today, we have a special guest with us. Her name is Cassandra. And Cassandra and I met for the first time last year, 2019, uh, during the award ceremony of the Massachusetts Association of Insurance Agents. Um, Cassandra actually was in charge of designing the award that I won, and her father was president of the association at that time. Um, so now the reason that we are here and the reason I mentioned that is because when she greeted me, she was basically the only young agent I've ever met that had extreme enthusiasm for what was about to happen. And she was so proud of everything she was part of. So I later found out that she was a member of the Young Agent Association uh, and Committee of the Massachusetts chapter. And that made me want to learn uh, even more about it. So after a few days, I reached out to her not just to thank her, but to see how I can become, you know, part of her world. And here we are today, almost a year later, um, you know, awesome relationship, a lot of collaboration. And honestly, I, I couldn't have made a better decision uh, to join the chapter. So welcome. Hi, it's so nice. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so a little bit about Cassandra. So she is a girl who has done it all. Uh, of course, she's in the insurance industry. Um, she has started out interning at an insurance agency through college. Is that right? Yes. All right. And then you moved to the carrier side once you graduated. Was that to like Arbella? Yes. Right? So I had started at the agency side uh, where my dad works. And I got to kind of get a feel of it because I was actually in school to be a high school math teacher. Oh, uh, yes. I was a math major in college. Um, total nerd. Uh, absolutely love numbers still today. Yeah. But I started interning and saw that I loved the business side of things too. Yeah. So I ended up interning there. And then um, unfortunately, where my dad works, they have a nepotism clause. So I wasn't actually able to work there as a full-time employee. So okay. um, I ended up going to Arbella Insurance. I was there for about six years. Absolutely loved it there. I learned so much. It was a really good opportunity. Awesome. Tell me about your involvement with the young agents and you're in the national chapter too. Um, you, that's a big part of what you're doing currently. So tell us a little bit about you on that, on that, on that end. 
Yeah, definitely. So um, when I was at Arbella, um, it was, uh, I want to say three or four years ago now, um, one of my friends said she was going to a young agents event and in Boston at Tia's and asked me if I wanted to go with her. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I have nothing going on. Why not? Um, so <laughs> I went with her and I ran into um, a girl named Paige and she was on the committee at the time okay. and she was telling me everything about it and what they do. And I thought, okay, why am I not involved in this? This is like <laughs> did our everything. Job. This is like everything I like, everything I want to do. Um, so I ended up being put on the following year, um, which was great and loved it. And um, so a lot of what we do now, obviously I know Monica, you already know all of this, but yeah, yeah, um, but that we're viewers don't, so it's okay. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> one of the things that we really focused on this year on, um, which we kind of took from nationals is on our national committee, I've been a board member. This will be my second year. So what that means is there's five of us that are in charge of the entire United States. So I have the pleasure of the entire Northeast and um, so it's, a lot but I absolutely love it and um what we wanted to do was try and figure out a way to have our state association still be making a difference during this insane time for time that we're having with COVID yeah so what we came up with was um we know everyone who's young loves social media so we thought it's like the one method right now right exactly <laughs> so we thought you know why not make a hashtag this way people could tag it and you could see what others are doing instead of just making one social media account because we all have accounts and it right. we just felt like this would be a way to kind of bring everyone together so um as you know what we did was hashtag 19 acts of kindness now the 19 comes from COVID 19 so we wanted to kind of put a spin on it that way so um and, and what it is, is basically you can do, you do, it doesn't have to be one of the, I think there's 12 or 15 that we came mm -hmm. up with for ideas, but yeah. it doesn't have to be that. One of our states, their daughter does chalk art on oh. their driveway and their sidewalk for people who are running or walking in their neighborhood. Nice. And she'll put stuff that says like smile, like you're beautiful, stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. little stuff, doesn't cost anything. Um, it's just, you know, to help make your neighbor smile. Um, as like you when, I, when I walked around the neighborhood here, there were kids uh, just, you know, with pamphlets saying, I miss oh. you, or like, you know, I want to be outside. Oh, and that's so cute. And then they will talk to like the other neighbors from one backyard to the other with like little signs. That's so cute. Like you want lemonade, and they were all with signs. It's like, oh. <laughs> but that's I, I truly that's love the it. point of it. I mean, yeah. it's it's just to try and spread kindness. And one of the things that, as you know, we did um, on the on the mass on the Massachusetts level is yeah. we did donations um, yeah. of our money on the board. And we decided to donate to um, nurses that yeah. were on the COVID ward. We did um, fire stations. And what we did to make it COVID safe was 
for the nurses, they can't take, you know, if a long break is considered five minutes, they can't really right. do that. Right. So we did a um, giant Tupperware box from Target and filled that up with individually wrapped pieces of candy yeah. just so they could, you know, grab one, go to the next station. But this way they're opening, you know, a, a, a clean package, so to speak, is how we right. were trying to go right, for right. it. Um, and with the fire station that we did, that one was a little bit different because they can take breaks in between calls. So we did like bags of chips, um, we you know, candy bars. A, we also did a drop on the veterans with math too. Yes. Uh, and yes. then we delivered, we got um, collaboration from local carriers here to do the uh, drop off the lunch boxes as well. Yes. For the veterans yeah. hospital as well so i think you know it was such a great idea just because it wasn't only about you know putting the chapter name out there or anything like that it was more about let's help each other you know let's yeah. let's get back to the community these are people yes. these are people that actually pay for our jobs you know we're in insurance yeah. everybody needs insurance and it's just like yes. you know let's just give back to our own community and making sure that we are um you know present i think you know COVID and all i think something good that has come from it is just the overall necessity of digging into that vulnerability and making sure that we are actually caring for one another and not just caring our our own lives uh which i think you know here in new england especially mass we run on autopilot <laughs> we're we're not yes, we do. <laughs> we're not chill at all like we go to california no. and they quickly know that we are from massachusetts because we yes. are so fast-paced and we don't really need a break um so i think you know if something good has come from all of this is that it has brought us all together to kind of like you know care for one another and actually be more aware of one another um yes when it comes to you know working as a team or you know caring for other uh other people that really don't have anything uh to do with us on a day-to-day -day basis so i think the chapter did something great there and not only at the local level but i think national uh at the national yeah. level it was amazing you guys hosted a, a, a um a convention a few weeks ago right yes. and we won Massachusetts won uh, two, two, two awards, was that right? Yes, we did. We um, actually won the Community Service Award nice. and we also won the Membership Award this year, which was a really big deal. Um, we yeah. hadn't won in, in quite some time, so yeah. to win two was was really great. And it was, it was nice to be to see that your hard work was paying off it's it's right. you know it's not that we do it for the recognition but right. it was just nice to see that other states thought we were on a good track they thought we were doing well yeah um so so that was really a great thing and i think now what we're going to try and focus on because we want to keep it going we don't want right. to just you know stop at the end of the year even if you know COVID ends tomorrow you know we want to keep being able to do this type of thing so i think what we're going to start to focus on now is, you know, how can we help school teachers yeah. um, with getting back and everything like that? I think, you know, I remember us planning at the beginning of the year and it's like, oh, we're going to do all these great things. And I know. 
none of these great things included the people that you know we end up helping at today. So I think it was just a good shift of perspective to like kind of yeah. like oh this is what actually is important yes yes because yes. I mean, not, yeah. not saying that what we planned wasn't but no it's no like but total, it, it's true it's like it's it true like we were able total, to put our money better oh, we were able to spend it's our like, money better yeah yeah it's uh and i love the idea of helping teachers like it's yeah honestly I have a child, I have an eight year old and I, I bow to the teachers at this moment in time because I have nor the patience or the capacity to deal <laughs> with my own child 24 seven, like especially right. teaching at home. And I cannot imagine what they go through or what they are going through now having to teach from home to 15, 20 kids at a time. Yeah. Like, it's it's too much and <laughs> they deserve, they deserve a race <laughs> and yep. I'm going to make a case for that. And they yes. deserve the world. Um, on yeah. My best friend's a school teacher. Yeah. And she said, it's just, she teaches, um, I believe it's six, seven and eight. And, yeah. um, she actually just started at a new school yeah. right before, um, COVID hit. So mm -hmm. she finished out her school year with her previous job and then switched over. So she went like full remote with wow. this new place. So um, she's so definitely, awesome. you know, cause it's, it's different. I mean, people in the insurance industry working at home is, is somewhat common, yeah. but teachers, no, no, that's like saying, oh yeah, I'm a teacher, but I, I might switch over to being, you know, a swimming instructor. Like, no, those, those yeah, two things like, won't I think go together. Yeah, I think the closest experience to like a teacher online is was like somebody tutor tutoring like right. another language yeah. and you're utilizing this medium or FaceTime yeah. or something in order to have conversations about it. But that was like the end of it. Um, yeah. Not like full time. I mean, at the college level, yes. Uh, but that's a different ca mental capacity for this. Yeah. Not for like the five, the fours like no teenagers, yeah like how do you get them to concentrate right like, <laughs> yeah i don't know how she like does in la la land all the time She's yes like, oh. it's like yeah. oh a fly and then there goes an hour <laughs> of teaching <laughs> and it's like oh i'm hungry and then it's like i'm going to the kitchen super quick and like 35 minutes it's like why are you in class oh yeah. i'm hungry it was like you uh have a break <laughs> But anyway, I'm probably not hungry because I just fed you. Exactly. It's like you just had breakfast like an hour ago and now you need a yeah. <laughs> But anyway, um, no, I think it's amazing. Uh, I think it's it's great the way that uh, we have been challenged, you know, to change our our mindset and our point of view. And, you know, all I can say is like at a national level, you know, you guys continue to do an amazing job. And I think you know it doesn't stop right now if anything once this pandemic ends it's it's when the hard work is going to start right because we're gonna right. have to bring uh it's going to be more of a of a shift into 
and new, new, like it's like yeah. a new, new now. And then yeah. you know, a few months or a year from now, it's going to be totally different. So, you know, being able to pivot and to shift as quickly as, you know, you guys have done and as we have done at a local level, um, it's just been amazing. And we just have to be aware to continue to focus on what is important. So of that, you know, Tell, we're here to like learn about your story and like passion and yeah and I think we, the, this conversation maybe shows it a little bit <laughs> but um tell me about your story per se how, how the insurance industry plays a role in what you currently do and what you know what has brought you up to this point and how do you think it's going to play that you know that role in the future yeah, definitely. So um, obviously most people don't know that are probably watching your podcast. I grew up in the insurance industry. Um, I was very fortunate to have my father. Um, my uncle is also in the industry in New York um, and my aunt as well. So I definitely kind of came from an insurance family, but yeah. I, the reason, I mean, like I said, I know I mentioned in college, I was a math major. So the reason I wanted to be a math major and a high school teacher was because I wanted to be able to help help students, help them learn a different way. If they didn't understand it, okay, let's put it a different way and help you understand it that way. And I found that that's kind of exactly what an insurance agent does. Um, so it kind of was a really smooth transition for me. Um, I like I said, I graduated and started right at Arbella at the very you know bottom of the bottom of the ladder started in customer service. And yeah. if anyone is thinking of going into the insurance industry, I highly recommend starting in customer service because you get such a broad view of everything mm -hmm. um, instead of, you know, trying to go into one field, like let's say maybe you try and go like right into claims. You might not even, even the insurance lingo yeah. that you or I could, you know, think about my younger brother's like, what are you talking about? Like, right. <laughs> like, I need subtitles. So it's just yeah. a good experience to kind of start in the broader area. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me was that um, I just, I saw how much my dad loved his job yeah. and he was just, he was happy. I would see him with his employees and his employees love him. And that's not something you can always say about somebody. I mean, not every boss is going to be perfect. Not every boss will have every answer or something like that. And he certainly is not perfect, but I just saw that, you know, he started at the bottom, yeah. went up through sales. And as you know, sales is not an easy job because if you're not selling, you're not making money. So exactly. I saw the work ethic and my mom actually, she was in the insurance industry as well. And she kind of did the other side of it. She did like, you know, like the 401ks, that kind of stuff. So I saw what she, you know, I, I heard about what she did before my brother and I were born. And it just, you know, if these two people I idolize loved this industry, you know, why wouldn't I? And I think that it has been somewhat difficult because I have, had I've had the blessing of having my dad be in the same industry as me and meeting people and opening doors for me that I wouldn't have otherwise had the opportunity for. Yeah. Then 
once you get through the doors, you need to convince people why you belong on the other side of that door. Right. And as you know, I mean, obviously being a woman, it's, this is a man's industry. It, yeah. It's been a man's industry for quite some time. But if you look at it now, there are so many women yeah. that are now in high positions. I mean, look at yourself. I mean, you are doing amazing at your new job and you have a high position. And I think some people see insurance and they think grumpy old men in suits. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, that's, that's what people think. You know what? I think, you know, I, um, it, it is interesting because I was telling, uh, Henry, which is my, my, my new boss, the agency owner of where I work, um, that I was going to do the podcast with you. And he's like, well, you know, um, dad is such a great guy I learned so much from him and you know he's like a mentor to me and I'm like oh my god like you guys go back ages they do. <laughs> like, you know we are the babies <laughs> we are no we are but, you know I know it is some, it, it, it's been cataloged as a man industry for a long time but the, I think one of the only reasons and probably we are all guilty of it is because the passion that they show and that they kind of hold themselves into into this industry is one that I can like I love my industry I I have the passion but like I'm still not to that level like they can talk hours and hours non-ending with such passion now like and I think the reason we have been able to be successful is like we're kind of grabbing that passion like you know getting in the wagon and it's like I want to learn how to be that passionate I want to learn you know to be able to kind of like you know fill those shoes and I think because at the beginning for so many years I think you know I was talking at uh, Fisher College the other day and I had to look back at the um at the insurance industry like in the U.S. you know we all know we started with like Lloyd's of London in London. And then here, actually, when I read the insurance industry here started with Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. So when the constitution actually was uh, being signed at the same time, insurance came to the United States. And there was such a big, big time before women could work in in any, anywhere that they have all that advantage, but we got to catch up. We gotta catch up. If we could just pause for about a hundred years, you know, we'd be good. Yeah, and I think you know that the precious thing. I think if it's one thing we can all learn from, you know, these um, no longer let men, you know, industry. I think there is a lot of women making their way up, and you know, actually uh, grabbing the the bull by the horns. Uh, yeah, I think something we can all learn from it is that without passion, you can really be successful. Uh, and of you course. really have to, you really have to hop in and you have to enjoy it. You have to embrace it. And, and just like you said, you know, you got to show the value that you can bring uh, because most of us are usually taken for granted. Um, right. Yeah, of and, course. And it's not like that. Like there is so yeah. much opportunity. Most of them think that customer service is a woman's job. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and they I think it's gonna be like a job, and then we we don't belong anywhere else. Yeah. Actually, you know, 
um, most of the uh, insurance industry um, jobs in the United States are actually mostly women on the claims, on the customer service, and surprisingly enough, on the sales. So I know. And I always thought it was because, not to say that men are not compassionate, I'm not saying that whatsoever, yeah. but women do, they have that motherly, compassionate side. And I think that in those jobs that you mentioned, you need that. Yeah. You have to have that skill set. And, and back to what you said earlier about you wanting to, you know, study math and teach people another way. I think one advantage that we have is that we can explain things a little bit differently. And it's yes. not, it doesn't sound like a sale. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And that's, and that's the thing, like when you mentioned, you know, that they could, that Henry and my, my father, John could go back and forth. I mean, when me and my father are in the same room, that's literally all we talk about is insurance because we both just love the industry that we're in. Yeah. And my mother will have to say, okay, guys, like new topic, like or my, bro <laughs> my brother's in the health and uh, medical industry. So it's, you know, he's totally like left field from us. So they'll both be looking at us like, can you guys, you know, give it a break, like give it a rest. Like, yeah. but it's, it's those relationships too, that you build. I mean, my, that's the one thing my father always said was that it doesn't matter, you know, where you come from or who necessarily not like who, you know, but what you can prove. And yeah. I think that that has really been a driving factor for me because if anything, having the last name that I have, it's, it's known in the insurance industry. S same yeah. with, same with Henry. And I'm sure for Henry's son, he'll run into those issues yeah. as well, but <laughs> it's, it's difficult because people assume like, oh, she got her job because her it's dad difficult. or yeah, something like that. And, and what I say to people, a hundred percent, my dad got me that first job. He got me in the door, but if I stunk at my job, they wouldn't have kept me for all Nobody those years. Will keep you. That's exactly, right. exactly. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's great to have those relationships because they can get you in front of the people you need to be in front of. But yeah. at that point, I mean, your last name doesn't mean anything, right? If, if you can't do the job. If you can't like Google yeah. productive, not productive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. So, I mean, if anything, it's taught me that you kind of have to work a little bit harder to prove that, you know, whether you're a man or a female, yeah. it's, like a male or female, you have to be able to show that you can, you know, hang with the big boys kind of, kind of a thing, even though I know that throwing boys in there again, but it's just, you've got, you got to be able to. It is a reality. It is a reality yeah. that we cannot hide. I mean, honestly, yeah. last year when we were in that meeting, right. Mm -hmm. like, it was like four of us, yep. <laughs> maybe yep. five because and one, and one was my mom, but she oh, wasn't. Yeah, one was my mom. So I mean, that I don't know if she were there. Yep. And then it's like, okay, a lot of testosterone here. Like, yes. you know, and honestly, I was so honored. Like, I'm like, you know, like, this totally caught me out of left field. And I was like, out of all these people, they chose me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It can do something about this, you know, yeah. and, you know, it is it is so inspiring that they're giving um, not giving up, a sh giving us a chance, but they are believing more on our capacity to be out there and be a representative, yeah. right? So yeah. 
because it's it's all about of what what you bring to the table and your 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 emotional capacity to deal with like the pushback of that yeah. you can receive and, and you can receive pushback for many reasons like you're too young oh yeah you don't you don't have 45 years on your back to like you know <laughs> Nope, 28. I'll turn to 45 at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure I will. I mean, I'm 28 at the moment. You so, know, I mean, I can give it's you. It's just all that, like, sometimes you even seek, like, approval just because, you know, you know you're far behind on, like, in terms of knowledge. But at the same time, the willingness now that they have to, to teach and to, like, be mentors and whatnot, it's a lot more than it was before. You yeah. Are. And I think that's something yeah. that people don't always see is that yeah. some people think, oh, you know, it's these stuffy older men. But in reality, I mean, it's not like that anymore. I mean, no. I think it was at a time. And I think, yes, of course, some people are still like that. But I mean, I know Henry, I know my father and, you know, other agency owners that I know who are men are more than willing to help anyone, whether you're male, female, you're 21 fresh out of college or you're in your, you know, thirties or forties and you want a, you know, a change. So I think that if, if younger people don't realize how important this industry is and you can be so successful in it, I mean, you can have a very good paycheck at the end of the day, if you put your time in and yeah. like you said earlier, insurance is going nowhere. Exactly. Like, even if we get flying cars, you're going to have to insure them somehow. Where people like they'll have to like take away laws before insurance gets like taken yes. away. So yes. like I think, you know, getting getting this out there is like super important, not just because, you know, women deserve, deserve more of an opportunity to, you know, be in places, but also because our industry is like running into a shortage of people. Yes, like, yes. We have a big gap to fill. And yeah, like all the know, baby boomers are starting to retire. There is no succession. And exactly. It, it's a big gap in age. Um, yeah, so I think exactly. uh, you have the the baby boomers, right? And they're like yeah. coming up to retirement. And then you have this wave of like 45 to 60. And then there's no nobody else until like us under like 35, 30, 25, and new graduates are not coming into the industry. They're going straight nice. into insure tech. And, yes. and it is alarming. It is alarming because, I mean, it is great for us that we are already there, but mm -hmm. then our recruiting efforts are just getting more and more difficult to do on a, on a month to month, year to year basis. Like you really have to headhunt and nobody has the time for training. So it's also like a, a balance <laughs> that we yeah. all need to find because we're so constrained on time that hiring a fresh out of school, you know, college student can be so, so, so good because you can mold that person and mold the future yeah. of that person, which is, it's amazing to do. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, us as independent agents or independent, you know, agencies, we really have to find the time and make the time to create better training programs in order to attract more talent. Um, 
and that kind of brings me to like the next question I have for you, you know, how, how these kind of, you know, plays, plays a role on what you do, like given that you are at a, at a national and local level, uh, what are we doing as an industry in order to be able to attract more, more talent uh, to, to carry on and portray that passion and create that passion within them to, you know, create some interest on, on our industry? Yeah, I have been saying it for years. What? Super sharp question, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I've been saying it for years. You can, I know a lot of agencies go to the college trade fairs and whatnot. But for me, I went into school with a plan. I know my plan ended up changing based on where where I had a job at the time. But I think we need to do a better job at getting our our names out in high schools because mm-hmm. if you are yeah. i mean most i'm just you know most kids pick their college based on the programs that they have because that's the field they want to be in so mm-hmm. i think we need to do a better job at that so um at the association we've actually where i work now um my boss and a couple other board members um, from our executive board have actually been going out to high schools um, and speaking with them. Um, We've been doing colleges in the past, of course, but that's something too at a national level. Um, There's a couple states that do a phenomenal job at it. They've been doing it for a couple years now. They've been with high school kids. Mm -hmm. And um, what we're hoping to be able to do, um, you know, and obviously it's not gonna happen overnight. So, I mean, I'm thinking in the next like three to five years, what our goal is, is to, get with the carriers and do some type of internship program where they intern through college and then, you know, they have a job waiting for them once they graduate because they would kind of be molded into seeing different types of also the the carrier too. So, you know, you might intern with the claim side for a little bit. You might go into finance for a little while, then go onto the agency side so that this way they can see that it's not all, like it's not all sales. If sales isn't your thing, if you're not, you have to have an outgoing personality for that. And if you're more reserved, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but sales just might not be your thing. So they could see other options that they have. So at a national level, that's what we're trying to do. And, And again, at a state level is try to figure out and, and carriers have already contacted us about it, is that that's what they want as well. So we're trying to figure out from an association level, how can we help provide that pipeline of, of students? So that's kind of where we're at right now. Nice. I mean, I've seen it at the carrier level with people that already have like master's degree, but it has never been yeah. done. It has never been done for high, high school graduates going through first year of college. So I think that's right. a pretty amazing initiative and I'm so happy to hear about it. That's yeah. Crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. So what things um, you think we are doing well on our industry and what things can we improve on? So I think that one thing that we're definitely doing well is I think that we are adapting better mm-hmm. to the age demographic that we're trying to reach because 
most agencies have been in business, you know, 20, 30 years Mm -hmm. and their clientele might be on the older side now at this point. So now they're trying to figure out, okay, how do we reach their kids? How do we reach their grandkids? And a lot of what we've done. So at the association, one thing that we did was um, we ended up doing a partnership kind of, so to speak with um, a social media company. So um, I absolutely love them. Their name is Little Dogs Social Media. Oh, I've heard of them. Yes, yeah. they are wonderful. Um, and at first I thought they were, you know, like playing a joke on me when they gave me the pricing because I could not believe how inexpensive it was. I really yeah, couldn't. I saw, I saw their prices too. Yes. Their work is amazing. <laughs> like, I mean, and I'll, I tell you, when I when agents came to me and said, we need help with website design, we need help with our social media accounts. It was either, you know, one, we don't have the time to do it or two, we don't know how to do it. And that's why the association started looking for a social media company. And I mean, we looked at a bunch and there was, there's great social media companies out there, but little dogs was one that we really felt was good for the members that we have. And, um, they have help with website design. They do, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, everything you can imagine. And I think that right now, social media companies, I think are doing a lot for our industry and helping, um, us reach that other demographic. Um, and also the part where you mentioned with people wanting to be at tech companies, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people want to be at tech companies because they have that flexibility. So they could work at home if they wanted, you know, they could wear jeans to work if they wanted. A lot of these startup companies don't have as many old school rules as a typical agency would. Um, So one thing that I think carriers and agencies are doing, obviously with COVID, they kind of had to adapt to the working from home thing. But um, I mean, even at our association, they've changed the dress code. Um, and you can now wear jeans all the time. And I know, um, actually right after I left Arbella before COVID even happened, because I I left Arbella over a year ago, they actually had switched to their dress code being jeans. Um, and I think it's also helping with your mindset. I mean, I don't know about you, but I work a lot better when I'm comfortable and relaxed. And I think we're doing a great job at that part. Um, ways that we could improve. I think we kind of touched on that with your last question was, you know, I think we could improve with getting younger people involved. Um, I think that's a huge, huge thing that we really need to work well with. Um, And I think that that's something that I think a lot of agents are aware of. And I think that that's something that we're, we're really trying to focus on. I think we've accomplished a couple things. And now this is kind of like our next big thing. We really need to just come together as a state, as a nation and, yeah. and get that push going. It's a, it's going to be a lot of work. So I think it's going to be, you know, um, one of the main responsibilities probably of our chapter was it's, it's probably going to be making that push, you know, as the young agents um, at the state level, I think, <clears throat> you know, it's probably we're probably in the age where we we can talk to like 
you know, the baby boomers, but we can, we're, we're like on the older millennial where we can also relate to the younger generation. So we're on a weird, right. weird cool spot, I will say. Right. <laughs> so I think, you know, it, it will be amazing if, you know, more people like you and I, you know, Ted, Joseph, everybody that is on our chapter that can get involved with that and help to bridge that gap. I think that's, that's, that's extremely important. Now, um, I promise I'm almost done. No, you're fine. <laughs> really? This is great. <laughs> no, this is great. So, People never want to hear about insurance. So I'm, I'm all for talking about it. That's amazing. Other than, uh, other than the comfort, the family conversations, this is probably what we do all day. Um, yeah, my friends are all teachers, so they don't like to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, my daughter, uh, so just, just a funny segue, um, you know, I see all these commercials, and you, we all see all these commercials, like, you know, on the big TV, and then her favorite uh, commercial is like, Nationwide is on your side. Yes, and then, yep. And then she goes, I will never work in insurance, mom. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, no. why do you that? And I'm like, why, why will you never work in insurance? And she's like, mom, because you never have time. And I was like, well, that's just what I decide to do. That's just my passion. Yeah. Um, and then I tell her that my favorite commercial is actually the new progressive commercial with Mara. Uh, she's like the funny one that goes like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, <laughs> I see her. <laughs> I love her. And I oh, yes. Know. She's funny. I've seen one of theirs. Um, I think she's on like a Peloton or something like that. And and she's like, I'm voguing or something. It's it's just, it's <laughs> funny. But I, yes. you know, the reason I bring that is because, you know, just like in your house, like in my house, um, even though my daughter is only eight, like all we talk about here is insurance. Like she helps me when I work from home. She helps me with the spreadsheets and she helps me, you know, she used to have her own phone on my old employer and her own desk. And she's, you know, constantly asking me, mom, when I'm coming to your new place, I got a new phone <laughs> and I don't know if I have a desk yet. So it, you know, uh, it is important to kind of plant that seed, regardless if they say they will or they will not. Yeah. Or it is, it's just important to plant that seed. So I think we all can do a better job. Um, I think carriers are doing a better job about making it fun and not so so much, you know, stiffness around it like before. So, you know, not that I'm a big, big fan of everything, but like, I think it's just great to see uh, the shift of how everything yeah. is, um, is going right now. So what do you think are the catalysts um, for passion and purpose um, within this industry? And what has helped you transcend, not only professionally, but personally? I would probably say, like, as far as kind of what drives my passion, yeah. I would think, honestly, it's, it's probably my family. Yeah. I just, I, as any kid, you know, you, you seek their approval. You want yeah. them to be proud of you. And yeah. it's just seeing how well and how many people respect my father, I want that. I crave that. I want that so badly. And I know that he has, you know, like 40 years in the industry and stuff like that. And it, it didn't happen overnight, but 
they're what helped push me. I mean, even though my mom hasn't been in the industry for about, well, how old am I? 28 years. So even though she hasn't been in in quite some time, I mean, she really pushes me. She really gives me that drive. And I, she'll, I'll call her upset about something or I'll call and complain about something that happened or whatnot. And, and she's like, well, how are you going to change it? What are you going to do? And I just think that that really kind of gives me that push and really helps me get to where I want to be. And it's just, I can't, I can't say anything else besides my parents, my, my whole family. I mean, when I made nationals, I mean, that was huge. No one in mass had ever been selected onto that board or anything. And I called all my aunts and uncles and I was so excited to tell them. And it's, for me, it's my family. I want to make them proud. I want them to be happy. And I just, I don't know. I can't say enough about it. They're, they're just really too. So I think that's yeah. a big, that's a big, um, that's a big, you know, driver. Like it makes you happy. Yeah. It just makes yeah. happy. Awesome. Trust me, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but I mean, hey, it's <laughs> for the most part. I mean, it's, I, it's I good. totally understand. <laughs> it's yeah. a wild ride. Uh, yes. ups and downs and whatnot but you know yes. um, at the end of the day I think what is most important is what's inside you and yeah. you know even though like not every day it's a good day um, I think the way that you look at it is tomorrow it's another day and tomorrow will be better day and it's just all your mindset like what if you're doing what you love to be doing there is nothing that can actually hold you back from doing it right you know and it's if it's if you're just happy helping other people and making a difference that's all it matters that's all right. it matters um so i have quick um uh, five quick hitters for you you ready okay all sure. right all right ready i'm, I'm nervous the first time i'm doing this so let's see how it goes. i did not see this on the little like oh, <laughs> So for all of the viewers, I'm so sorry for whatever response comes out of my mouth. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to read them. Um, so okay. transcending is. I'm sorry. What was that? Transcending is. Learning. Okay. Favorite food. Oh, gosh. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Favorite music. Country. Okay. Favorite book. Actually, the one I'm reading right now, it's called Magic. By who? Um, stand by. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is by Rhonda Byron. Okay. Never seen them before. What yeah, one of my called? colleagues sent it to me um, on our national board. Loved it. Yeah. And it's all about, um, the first couple of chapters are about, you know, your outlook on life. And mm. you might think you're an extremely grateful person, but in reality, you could always be a little bit better. It's, it's actually really good. Very nice. The last one, favorite woman influencer. I'd probably say my mom. Awesome. Yeah. Well, my mom. That's it. We made it. Oh, 
We made it. That's awesome. Well, Cassandra, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. I hope that you have fun. I did I did learn about you a lot during this conversation. So, you know, you can never learn too much about people, right? So that's No, definitely not. I mean I feel it's... closer to you now than I did before. Yes. Even though we're like so far away in actual distance and we like yeah. can't hang out. It's yeah, no, this was great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely honored to to be on here. And um if anyone ever has insurance questions, please call me. Oh, can you tell us where uh, where they can find you before we go? Yeah, sure. Um, so my uh, full name is Cassandra Cagle. Um, so you can find me on Facebook there. Um, I do have an Instagram as well. Um, it's my last name, Cagle, uh, and then the number 1010. Um, and then I have a LinkedIn. And um, we at the association, of course, have our young agent social media and whatnot, um, where you can find me there too. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm pretty sure this is not going to be the last time. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not. I hope I passed. Yeah. But you probably, once you're done reading that book, let me know, send me a quick tip notice and the name and everything. So, because I probably, I probably won't remember by the end of the night. I'm That's okay. I'd be happy to. <laughs> but send it over and I would love to read it too. And maybe we can have yeah. a conversation about it. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll text you the information. Awesome. All right, Cassandra. Thank you so much. Have a great yeah. day. Thanks, you too. Bye. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and that one way or another you were able to identify with today's story. Remember, like Catherine Stockett said, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Start believing in yourself and empower those around you because you never know when suddenly someone can realize they have a choice in what they could believe and do in this world. If you don't follow us yet, please subscribe at the, our YouTube channel, which is under my name, Monica Duani. You can also follow us on Instagram at TranscendWithM. Or if you just want to chat with me one-on-one, -on -one, make sure to just connect on LinkedIn and send me a message. It's Monica Duani, and I'm always here for you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>